Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. This is Priscilla McKinney, CEO and Mama Bird here as I'm managing the creatives, talking about entrepreneurship and really getting to the nitty gritty of what it takes to run a business and do it. Uh, authentically, I couldn't think of a better person, but to introduce you to my friend uh, and just all around, just amazing person, Sarah Marshank. Welcome to my show. Thank you, darling. I'm so happy to be here. Hello, Little Bird Marketing audience. Oh, it's so great. We have we go way back years and years and years of going to amazing um, uh, women's and consciousness, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, meetups. And we, I just knew, and I think you feel this way. We knew when we looked at each other that we would love each other forever. <laughs> I think it's true. It's it's so fun because we have this girlfriend sisterhood connection and then also this passion for being in the world and being entrepreneurs and being, you know, mothers and wives and it's just so yummy all the places where we intersect. Every conversation we have is really amazing and every once in a while we get to do it in a great place. That's how I sum up our <laughs> our relationship. Well, let me t- let me tell my audience a little bit about you. So I'm just kind of kind of um, this is my feeling about Sarah. Sarah is the one of the warmest people um, I've ever met. She founded a company called Selfistry, and it's really based out of her book. And I'm going to let her talk a little bit about it, but I'm telling you, if you want a great read this year, you've got to read Selfistry. It's such an amazing journey that she took from being an escort to becoming a monk to a grandmother. I, you heard me right, that whole lineup that I just gave you. But really, she's created this comprehensive and um, I think my favorite word for you, Sarah, is integrative uh, system to help people really be human, be human in the best way they possibly can. And I get that from your book about you being very real um, about your own journey. But I know that you're teaching and speaking internationally. And um, a lot of times uh, we get lucky enough to have our paths cross. But now it's been really cool to watch you take that and move these to online courses and really grow your consulting business. And it's been really exciting to have you, um, you know, bring on some very cool corporate clients. I know recently you worked for eBay, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. But I love also the heart of what you do is still that work with individuals. And um, I, you know, I, I see even videos sometimes when you do little sneak peeks or you do Facebook lives or something with people who are, um, with you doing some kind of a journey going into their true self or really trying to live authentically, I can see the warmth in the room. And I see like just really the deep um, way that you're trying to help people understand what their life purpose is. And so, I mean, I could go on and on and on because you are a beautiful person. You happen to be gorgeous too, but you are a beautiful person. I'm so happy to have you on this this show. Mm, I love that. That is so sweet, honey. And um Gosh, what could I say about that? You know, the book is called Being Selfish, and the ish is kind of an add-on. So it's being selfish. And, you know, my journey really revolves around this self-inquiry, like going back to Socrates, you know, know thyself, or was it Plato? Which one was it? One of those two guys. You know, this whole notion of who am I and why am I here? The perennial question that humans ask throughout history. And what's cool about asking it in the 21st century is, 
well, it's also challenging. The cool thing is, is we have so much history to, to source, to understand ourselves spiritually, psychologically, and even, you know, um, professionally in the world, and especially as women. Oh, my God, we have so much <laughs> freedom to do that. And on the other hand, and I know, Priscilla, you can relate to this, it's also a little bit overwhelming and daunting, the amount of information, the amount of perspectives, the amount of ideas of what it means to be human or authentic or professional or a good mother or a good wife or all of these shoulds are also we're being assaulted with all the time. So I would say that my work is really about taking the time to just sort through all those different things and find out what is really yours, right? And that's the authenticity piece. And the integrative piece, which is really beautiful that you named that, is how do we integrate all these different aspects of ourselves, our spiritual selves, our sexual selves, our parenting selves, our you know playful selves, our artists. So we have all these different selves inside of us and self-estry is the artistry of the self. So I kind of look at it as one big art project um, which kind of takes away pressure and like there's a right way to do it. Sometimes it's really messy, but it also speaks to mastery and to the the sincerity and to the devotion of really taking the time to find out who you are before we're on our deathbed, you know? Well, I love that idea of it being an art form. And I, you know, I, I do think that that um, fear of getting it right um, is one of the, th that's the second thing here. The, the first thing is that the relentless, relentlessness that we feel of, we've got to do this, you know, thing. And then the second thing is, oh, but we've got to do this right. And I love how you dismantle that and say, no, it really is an art form. There's not a right way. How, how do we go into this? I do want to hear a little bit before before we go any further, because your book, Being Selfish, is so good. And I, you know, years ago when I first read it, I just I just remember, you know, sitting in my room reading it. And there were occasional times when I would close it, just set it down and go, oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> so give someone a nice little snippet so that they get, you know, they get like the desire to read this. Uh, this Being Selfish book is so good. Well, you can find it at beingselfish.com, and it is a memoir. And, you know, my journey of self-exploration and self-inquiry started in my early 20s um, when, you know, my life hit the skids in a sense, and I was faced with not so much like the way I presented in the book and the way it felt at the time was, you know, what's the right choice? You know, I was facing an unwanted pregnancy, and, you know, the question is, what is the right choice for me? And then all of the all of the shoulds from society and my religion and my parents and my peers. It was so, so confusing and terrifying. And the question I asked myself was not so much what is the right answer, but from where inside do I source that answer so that I can live with myself and feel my connection to source or God or truth or whatever we decide to call that force that breathes us into life. And that was like the start of my journey of, of from where inside can I live with myself and all the decisions I make throughout my life, and especially the big ones like that. So that begins the quest, and that's in my early 20s, and it takes me on quite a circuitous journey through my own um, ancestry, which is Jewish, and sexual explorations, which is the escort piece, which is actually, you know, just a little bit of a spoiler, but not much. 
that was a really, really profound and beautiful experience for me. And I, I hope that my story shares that in a different light and liberates women into their sexuality in a way that can really be um, nourishing and liberating. Mm -hmm. So, so the, and then the story goes on through 10 years in retreat, which is a long time and a lot of meditation and a lot of being quiet, where I was able to sort out all these threads that I now am able to teach other people to do without having to go on retreat for 10 years. How about that? Yeah, that you know, <laughs> I totally get what you're saying. And I know what you're trying to deliver. On the other hand, when I met you right after you came out of 10 years of silent retreat, I mean, there was almost like a glow about you. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's something that that kind of shine, you know, is really, I think, what what draws people to you and gets people immediately really into a deep conversation. So let's go back a little bit to, uh, you know, you, you, your story really at the very beginning of it starts with a very, you know, a cry for authenticity. And we've already mentioned art, so that's cool. We're at art and authenticity, those are the crossroads at which, you know, we've built Little Bird Marketing and I have a room of creatives. You're not, we always say you're not working your worth job, you're working your work job. That way people can put up art and find a way and find a path without it being, um, you know, basically where we're assessing and judging who you are as a person, right? So, you know, this idea of kind of bringing art into it, we want to bring authentic voice to brands and really, you know, um, you, you know, not, not cookie cut, you know, everything that's going on out there. But you like to talk a lot about that. What is that cry for authenticity at work? How do you bring your whole self into work? Let's say you're a market researcher. Let's say you're a chiropractor. Let's say you're, a, you know, a daycare worker, these kinds of things. It's awesome to be at this silent retreat, but you have a real knack for helping people understand how to bring that and integrate it in, you know, with with uh, your life and with your values and bring that to your everyday. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure, that's a beautiful question. And, and I would like to just preface it by saying that I think part of our connection, Priscilla, is that what you do in Little Bird Marketing is actually not very different than what I do, because we are seeking to source this authenticity and trusting that once we show up in life as that self, and it's not like it's a static self, that we're continue to evolve and to grow and to peel away layers of ourselves. But there's this resonance, you know, it's like that glow or that resonance when we feel like somebody is really being sincere and authentic with us, and when we're being that way as well. And so what does it take to get to that? Because we all have it and we all have it at moments and, and all of us are also, you know, stuck in patterns and habits or fear, um, you know, following, following life scripts that we got from society or our parents or our religion. And so how do we, you know, become the authors of our own life? How do we self-author our own life with that authenticity? And you know, what I primarily do, and I work with corporate executives, and I work with, you know, single moms, I work with anybody who's interested in really um, uncovering that next layer of authenticity. And a lot of it, Priscilla, is about taking the time to untangle the threads. I mean, I wish it was more sexy. I wish it was, <laughs> I wish it was quicker. I wish it was, yeah. but it's actually really a beautiful process, because it's real. 
Right. And it's, you know, and there's something about that, like you said, you know, when we're together, the depth of the conversation, even if we're just having, you know, a glass of wine after, after uh, a conference, there's something in that that wants to unpack or untangle where we're really not in alignment with our deepest selves. Mm-hmm. And some of us just need support to see that and untangle it. And that's my superpower is I can help you untangle that. Oh, that is a beautiful way of seeing it. Before we get back to the show, let's take a minute to hear about our new podcast miniseries we'll be releasing soon. Let's just listen to the intro. I'm Priscilla McKinney, CEO and Mama Bird here at Little Bird Marketing. You're listening to Flock Stars, the Ponderings from the Perch miniseries. In this season of Flock Stars, we're showcasing amazing people who attended the 2018 Women in Research Executive Retreat. You'll get to hear from these market research experts in short, bite-sized episodes. Flockstar's Wire Minisodes are coming your way. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can be in the know. So let's talk about that, bringing that into business. You and I have also had a lot of very interesting conversations about the pitfalls of let's really talk about, you know, the dirty word marketing. (laughs) People tend to have this, you know, we we joke around a lot about we, you know, you and I meet a lot of people that are in the consciousness movement or in, you know, the feminist movement or in, you know, these inner journeys or, or, you know, whatever, some kind of uh, uh, spiritual teaching. And yet, um, they tend to look at marketing like like it's a horrible thing. And I know you, you you and I also got a chance to talk with Marianne Williamson a little bit. Um, and, you know, she also has that view of it's not dirty. Making money, What, what what's wrong with that? What's wrong with being organized? What's wrong with making, you know, um, money from what it is that you're doing? Now, obviously, you're offering it to the world in an authentic way. And there's a lot of really great guideposts that we have and a lot of ways we can keep each other true. Um, to our message and to what we're doing and bringing to the world, but we have to feed our children too. <laughs> yep. And uh, so it, talk a little bit about that. Like what was your journey in, you know, having such a kind of uh, uh, maybe a fair word might be more esoteric or maybe a little loosey goosey of a concept or service, but bringing that truly into business, into profession, into work and having to write marketing copy and create online courses and, you know, how do you bring that authentic self into the business mind? Mm, that's a beautiful question as well. And as you know, it's been a challenging journey for me. But one of the things when I came out of retreat and birthed this body of work and wrote the memoir, part of what what brought me back to, into the world was my heartbreak around what was going on here. So, um, so 9-11 was really a catalyst for me. And I realized that you know, living uh, the life of a monk in a cave on a mountain has its value for sure. But the real value for me was taking that silence and that clarity and that connection to what I call source or life and bringing it into the world because the world is so chaotic and so Um, especially now, Priscilla, you know, I feel like when I think about our children and our grandchildren and the pace of society and what's happening in the world and population and the environment and technology, and I just feel like it's essential that we bridge this personal development or personal growth 
with our work in the world. Because when we keep them in silos, we end up polarizing and we end up needing to make bad guys, right? There's Mm -hmm. this, you know, good and bad. And so So the question for me is, how do I reach the other, right? How do I reach the, the, the people in the world that are, that feel like I'm bad or I'm wrong or I should go to hell or I, you know, how do I reach them and have a conversation that is generative? And so this goes into the marketing. So I feel like I have a body of work. I know I have a body of work that is actually really grounded in neuroscience. It's really grounded in Eastern traditions of the value of meditation and mindfulness. And it's also really grounded in postmodern and modern psychological and somatic techniques. So, so I'm really well educated. I'm really well informed and I have this deep practice. So I feel like I am a bridge person. Mm-hmm. But marketing, as you know, marketing is, well, how do you at least get the entry point into having the conversation if people already have an assumption about who they think you are? Oh, you were, you're a woo-woo, new age, you know, consciousness person. It's like, <laughs> and the answer is it's very difficult, which is why you need to hire somebody like Priscilla to help you do that. <laughs> so you don't have to go around saying that you're woo-woo. <laughs> Right. You know? Oh, it's totally how people see that that kind of thing for sure. Right. And yeah. I don't know. I think it's changing in some, you know, circles, but but not enough. And and I think the neuroscience and I think there's a lot of corporate leadership and organizational development, certainly more on the West Coast, but that is really kind of coming to recognize that if we aren't like settled and whole and centered inside of ourselves, how are we going to show up in life? We're mm-hmm. going to show up defensive and and fearful and angry. And that just doesn't help anybody. You right, know? right. I love what you said about that. Like if we continue to silo our life, this is this is the person that I am when I go to church. This is the person when I go to work. This is the person when I go to a conference. Th- this eventually falls apart. <laughs> you can't, you know, you can't have these, you know, divided selves. And it, it, it does cause, you know, internal conflict. Totally. And, you know, so being able to figure out how do I find my common thread here and how do I how do I be that true person, whether I'm talking to my employee or I'm talking to a client, I'm talking to my spouse, you know, or I'm talking to my my kid. These are yes, yes. they're different audiences, but I need to make sure that I know what the bottom underlying, you know, values and, uh, you know, even morals and just even even my likes <laughs> what kinds of things light me up? And I I really like that about you. It's funny, this kind of came out of the blue just in our talking back and forth, which is always how we work. But, you know, you talk a lot about, you know, how do you spark more joy in your life? And so I think that, you know, sometimes this idea of self-help or this idea of self-improvement, we also add it to one of the things you had at the very beginning, which is this long list of shoulds. Well, I should get some coaching. I should do that, you know, and we can't turn it into that again. It needs to be the art that you're talking about. It needs to be the exploration. You know, who am I as a boss? Who am I as, you know, a mom? These are, there's some things that are connected and some things where I can show up, uh, you know, a little bit differently. Um, But that to me is taking it off that should list and, and instead making sure that we don't silo. And, you know, it's funny. I'll say one other thing. You know, it's interesting is I try and get people in their marketing copy to understand this. Like, for example, 
there'll be a normal person talking with me about, you know, the key differentiators, which is, you know, dumb jargon from marketing. But, okay, what's so, what is so different about you guys? Why should someone come here? And they have this real, you know, uh, conversation with me that, that's very um, very present, very real. And this is how we act. And this is how we deliver. This is how we delight our customers. And it's just like very organic and it feels great. And then they want us to write marketing copy and we send something like that. And they're like, no, we want to say we've been in business for 19 years and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. Who cares about that? You just siloed your, but now you think you should act a certain way. Your copy should be like this because that's what everybody else is doing. But a minute ago, you were real with me, and you told me what your company was really like. Why can't we write that copy? <laughs> right. Oh, that's such a beautiful example. And I think the first step, remember, I think in the first Emerging Women Conference where you and I met, Brene Brown was there. And, mm -hmm. and I think she's a really beautiful example because I feel like the first step is to be willing to admit, right, to be, to be willing to be vulnerable and say, you know, I really don't know. I really, I am mm -hmm. siloing. And, and, you know, what the religion used to do is provide that foundation for us. And so many of us just feel bereft and feel lost. We don't mm -hmm. really know what our genuine morals and ethics are. And that's okay. It's an opportunity to like, you know, uh, what's it called? You know, upgrade our operating system. It's an opportunity <laughs> for us to look again and to be vulnerable in that world. Do, do you believe in God? And, and what do you believe is right? And why do you believe that? And how do you know and have those kind of conversations? And maybe we don't lead with that in our marketing, but, but our sense of self, um, like vulnerability and authenticity and a willingness to take a risk and be a little bit more real out there, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I think is worth it, you know? It's yeah. just... It's so worth it. Yeah. Well, it, it leads to a deeper connection. And whether that's a deeper connection, you and me as friends, that's a different kind of intimacy, you know, or me as with my clients, that's a different kind of intimacy. Me with my employees, that's a different kind of intimacy. But that's what we're made for, that kind of connection. And there are appropriatenesses, you know, to these different relationships. But if we are not vulnerable, if we don't allow for imperfection, if we don't show up and truly understand our true self, none of those relationships are going to connect. I mean, what exactly. are they going to connect to? Exactly. <laughs> to well, you talk about going away in a cave and being in a silent retreat for, you know, 10 years. It made me think also of, of Merton, who, uh, you know, a, a, as a monk said, I, I love his line. He says, we are all always beginners. So hmm. let, let's kind of end, end with a little bit about this because, you know, I know a lot of people listening in my audience, they, they, you know, this is a more enlightened group, I think. Um, they have been bringing, you know, authenticity to work. They've been bringing their true self. Sometimes it's not as appreciated in different companies. And so a shout out to those of you who are trying very hard to do it and you're trying to, you know, energize yourself, you know, to even just witness your own life in a remarkable way. So hats off to all of you who are doing it, maybe in less than desirable circumstances. I feel very privileged as a, you know, entrepreneur. I get to carve out my own way completely. <laughs> but um, let's talk a little bit about how we are constantly always learning. We are constantly always changing and, you know, how we move through different seasons. So I think that, you know, some of my listeners might think, oh, well, you know, I did a, you know, a, a guided meditation years back and that was good. Or, you know, I read Brene Brown's book or, you know, um, you know, maybe I did an online course or maybe with this. But why do we always need to be doing this? And what what would you say to, you know, to some of those seasons of life? Mm. 
Well, I think you and I would both agree, as well as our listeners, that the world is changing incredibly quickly. I mean, you know, I just got a new computer. My, you know, my other one's outdated already. It's been less than three years. I mean, (laughs) there's just this, this, this pace that our lives are moving at and the amount of complexity that we're being asked to manage, especially as we age, is overwhelming and very, um, potentially anxiety producing for many people. So there's this imperative and this need to continue to grow our capacity to stay in that center of authenticity when the world around us is rapidly changing. And so what I like to say to people, this is a lifestyle. It's not like it's something, you know, oh, oh, you know, I do meditation. I did that. I did one, you know, retreat and and I'm done. I'm good to go because it becomes, these are tools that become like the foundation of our lives to support us staying connected to whatever that source is inside of us, right? Mm-hmm. And and then we're able to weave all the different parts of ourselves. Like I like to say that we have all these different, you mentioned silos, right? Inside of us, our, our spiritual self, our psychological self, our parent self, our work self. And there's when we're when that's woven together into a center of authenticity, then the connections we make in all areas of our life are intimate and are real. And so as we do that within ourselves, we're much better able to handle that same diversity that's out in the world. And there's where the magic is, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like our internal chaos and confusion is manifest out in the world as well. And so, and working with eBay was a really good example because I could see and other corporate, um, you know, consulting that I've done that the more each individual is capable of managing their interior and their reactions and their responses and their sense of vulnerability and their sense of expertise, let's say, then the better they are in meeting the, the, the you know, the individuals in their team or on their board, or that work for them that they're managing, they're much more able to show up with the same compassion and capacity to be open and create art than coming in with an idea that they think they know, or that they are, you know, they, they want to command or they want to, um, yeah, just not connect with their teams or mm-hmm. their, their employees. So there's something really Really important to remember about there's nothing wrong with continuing to grow ourselves. We never stop growing. And mm-hmm. we all, we all need support in that process. Yeah, and it, it, we, we need it. We need support. That's ne- another interesting kind of feature you brought in there. Sometimes that support comes to us from people we're paying to support. Sometimes it comes from a very intimate friend. Sometimes it comes from, you know, someone we might invite on a journey. I know I've invited some friends, hey, read this book with me, um, which is kind of funny because you know, I even I was like, oh, you know, last week I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll just go back and uh, read Being Selfish, you know, again before we have this um, this podcast. And then I can't find it anywhere. I'm like, oh, this is so me. I'm constantly giving my friend, you've got to read this. We, and then call me when you're done and we'll talk. <laughs> you know, and then I'm like, oh, I, I remembered it. who I gave it to. So I called her up. I'm like, hey, we never talked about that. You need to come bring that book over so we can talk about it again. But it is, you know, inviting other people along that journey. And sometimes it's friends and and sometimes it's professionals, um, you know, it can be a mentor. We also can be open to being the person mentoring others. 
But I want to give a shout out to something I really enjoyed. And I don't know if you knew that I enjoyed this so much, but you have an assessment tool on selfistry.com. Um, that is about really, you know, like uh, bringing to life your inner witness. And it's one of the pieces that I, why I connect with you about sparking more joy in your life. And um, one of my, when I, when I took that, I, I think it's a great place to start because sometimes we are, you know, so busy and we have so many roles. We do have so much stuff to do um, that it is sometimes hard to be like, yeah, if I started on something, what would it be? I loved that assessment tool. It's like just a little bit of a guide. Say, okay, well, maybe this is something for you. And I, I say to my audience, of course, I love Sarah. If she's a perfect fit for you, do it. But I know Sarah enough to know authentically you know, she would be pushing you toward, you know, the guidance that is going to be the most helpful to you, too. Um, but it was a very cool tool. So you got to go there, selfistry.com. You still have it up, right? I do. Okay. It's a Ignite Your True Self. It's a great tool uh, to use. But yeah, I, I, you know, I love the idea of really making sure that we're integrating things and we're being open to things. What would you say to people who have never thought about, quote unquote, self-help or what we say, woo-woo or, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, what, is there a way that you've found a great way to open up that conversation for the first time? Oh, God, what a fabulous question. <laughs> I think what you said is really true. I mean, one of the things is we live in the 21st century and we have access, you know, you can now go into a bookstore and go in the woo-woo section and the self-help section and there's, you know, thousands of choices. And what I usually say to people is I just start with, well, what what are they thinking about? You know, um, anything, really anything can start opening the conversation as long as people are willing to wonder mm-hmm. together and get curious together and be radically honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, radically and feel safe enough to do that. Like, and, and, and one other thing I'll just add, which is I, I'm trained, you know, I'm a trained educator. That's my, that's my, you know, my training in the world. And there's a whole theory of adult development that really also speaks to this, the moving into self-authoring that brings in the neuroscience and brings in the hard science. And often that's a doorway for me, especially with corporate executives, like, okay, let's talk about what it means to be human from a scientific perspective, not a woo-woo perspective. And the overlap is, it's so cool. I mean, I totally geek out on it. I love it. Um, So there's lots of doorways. We're drawn to certain things. This is a funny, I I don't know if you remember, but when we both got a chance to meet Brittany Brown and and, uh, Marion Williamson and all other kinds, a lot of amazing people. But I bring up those two because I told you about my experience where I went up to uh, Brittany Brown, handed her my book to sign, The Gifts of Imperfection. And she totally laughed because, I mean, the book is trashed. It has (laughs) been everywhere with me. It's notes all over that, like, I mean, it's just... It, it, you know, everybody's walking up with brand new books to have her sign at the, <laughs> the book signing. And she looked at me and just totally cracked up. She's like, oh, so you've used this a bit. <laughs> I love and I'm like, it. there's no room. Just sign it on the cover. And she's just like, you know, I've never signed a cover before, <laughs> but that's Aww. cool. And it was just awesome because I feel like, you know, there are some people who are, have been powerful, you know, um, uh, you know, gateways for us, doorways for us. And you're one of those people for me. She's one of those people for me. Marianne Williamson is one of those people for me. And this is another funny story about that. So I handed her my old, old copy of Return to Love. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was so, I hadn't read it for a long time when I brought it, but I'm like, to me, it's more meaningful to bring an old used, worn book 
that I've loved of someone and, and, um, you know, have them sign it. And she like, I mean, there is a lineup and she just thumbed through it. Oh, you underlined that. Okay. Well, that's interesting. That was something to you that, you know, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe you are taking this much time. right now. I love that. But it was oh. such a beautiful, authentic, you know, moment. And sometimes it's just to stop and appreciate the people who have really taken the time to write it down and give us some guidance. And, you know, you're one of those gateways for me. And I, I really appreciate, you know, the work that you do. And I hope that more people find you, but even if they don't, um, I have you. <laughs> mm, you're so sweet. And you know, once we connect to that, and I know you can appreciate this, once we really connect and, and allow that, that authenticity to blossom, we're not worried about being famous or, you know, if there, those, those, you know, societal drives for success or fame, or they don't drive us anymore. We mm -hmm. just show up fully and we find our place and the people who we touch and the people who touch us and it's magic and it's beautiful and it's actually quite human. And Mary Ann and Brene are fabulous examples of that. And even Oprah, you know, a mm -hmm. mainstream icon, she has introduced the world to Deepak Chopra and Eckhart Tolle and Adya Shanti and so many fabulous people that are curious about what is this self-development and maybe it does apply to me and maybe it actually does connect with my own connection to spirituality and my own connection to being a parent or being an entrepreneur and being willing to explore that together rather than just, you know, having conversations that are superficial or comfortable. I think these times really are calling for that. Oh, I would totally agree. And since this is my show, I'm going to add another thing since you just mentioned Eckhart Tolle. Okay. But I was just listening uh, again to The Power of Now. And mm -hmm. he, you know, every, he's just so, and he, he happens to read this one. He's just so right here. <laughs> you know how he is. And yeah. um, he, uh, he said this thing, and I, I mean, I, it's been making me laugh so much. He's talking about negative thoughts and people say, well, how do I put, you know, how do I quit having these negative thoughts? How do I quit fixating on these negative thoughts? And he's like, you quit. <laughs> and, and then someone else, you know, comes in with, of course, no, but I'm a special little snowflake. This is really hard. This is a really negative thought. This is a very, very negative thought. You don't know how hard it is. And he's like, and so they ask him again, it's kind of a Q and a type of thing. And they ask him again and he's all, you, you let go of it. You set it down, you know, you drop it. I think what he said, he says, you drop it. He goes, like, like, like a coal, like a hot coal in your hand, you drop it. You don't think about it. You don't consider it. You don't talk about how hard it is to drop it. You just drop it. And sometimes, you know, these kinds of guides along our way, you know, you can listen to them over and over again, but then something hits you in a certain mm -hmm. way. So I love that, like start where you are. And um, I encourage you to go do the, uh, do the, the free assessment tool that she has at selfistry.com, ignite your true self. It's really dynamic, but maybe that would help you, you know, figure out where you need to start, how you could show up to work, to your life, to, you know, to your marriage, to your friendships, really authentically, completely integrated and um, with a lot, lot more joy. That would be a better world, right, Sarah? 
I love that. I mm. totally love that. Okay, you're welcome to come on my podcast anytime. <laughs> I would love to come again. I, can I say one thing about yeah. Eckhart Tolle? Yes. I just want to say to the listeners, um, one of the things that I love about self-history is that early on when I was starting this work, if somebody like Eckhart Tolle said that to me, I would have punched him. Because <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because if you're not ready to just drop it, that it's like the hardest thing in the world. And to say to somebody, just drop it, you know, is not helpful. Right. So, so what I've specifically done with self-estry and the system is to really give people step-by-step -step support and tools for how to mm -hmm. just drop it instead mm -hmm. of telling them, you know, pretend you have a hot coal and it's like, but I, I, but I but don't. It doesn't feel hot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a lot of compassion for that. Right. Right. And I think that's really important as mm -hmm. we support people to, to develop in this way. Mm -hmm. um, well, I yeah. also, to my listeners, um, we would love for you to review this podcast on iTunes, help other people find us. But I've got to say that if you are kind of feeling a little bit down, I would go to um, Sarah's um, social media and find some kind of a video of hers, because then you will understand what I mean. She has the kindest smile, and you will immediately take a deep breath, and then whatever it is that's going on right now, I can do this. I can show up to work. I can do the thing in front of me. I could... You, you'll feel that, that, that you'll feel buoyed. So I encourage you to do that. So check her out at selfistry.com, S-E-L-F-I-S-T-R-Y.com. And thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on the show. Thank you, Priscilla. It's been a pure joy. You sparked joy in me. <laughs> I invited me onto your podcast. <laughs>